0: This podcast contains language that is not appropriate for children, including wank puffin, "plunge," and Mongolian clusterfuck. Um so thank you uh, Tom, Lydia and Jeff for those what's, fantastic swear words. It, it,
1: what's Much a appreciated. Mongolian clusterfuck though. Okay. I feel like I feel like I don't want to know the explanation because it might be a little racist. I'm not sure.
0: I don't I don't know but maybe Jeff could um could let us know. Jeff, one of our Favorite for listeners friend and show. friend of the show, um, guest of the show, patron, all that stuff. Um, patron guest. P- patron guest, That's all of it. it yeah, so um, he can maybe give us a definition and use it in a sentence. So um, thank you, Jeff, in advance for that.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> uh, at, at uh, whatever your Twitter handle is, I can't think of it off the top of my head. We'll Pit, is it Pit, notes,
0: sure. Pit Atheist? Pit Atheist, I think?
1: Pit Atheist, yeah, there right. we go. I think, Atheist, I think I'm right. P-A-T-T. I know everybody's Twitter I, All right, so I, who's I bringing... don't. It's like people's phone numbers.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good with the Twitter handle. So. <laughs> good, good. You it's, a
1: and... it's a skill. It's a skill. This episode of the Science Enthusiast podcast is brought to you by iPhones and healthcare because they're pretty much the same thing, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, you can, right? yeah, because, like, you can afford an iPhone, you can easily afford healthcare. In Trump's yeah, America. I mean,
1: what's what's right? the what's the difference between, you know, 20 bucks a month or so to pay off the actual phone versus, you know, $5,000 for one night in a hospital?
0: It it it's all the same. But I mean, I don't it's know that the, the same. Yeah, I don't know that the Trump administration is too skilled in the math and But, you know, we 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 can't we can't all be winners and we can't all like be good at everything.
1: <laughs> we can't all we can't all just like be like decent fucking people either
0: clearly clearly not um so on that note i have a really really pleasant god to tell us about do you want me to oh we didn't we, do we, that? we we kinda,
1: we kind of we kind of skipped over
0: oh things. shit yeah that's right you need to like you need to say what we're doing i know
1: i normally set up that that segue i know so hello know. and thank you for listening to the science enthusiast podcast i know like i'm getting to it <laughs> My name is Dan Bradbitt, and as always, I'm joined by my. It says fan fucking tastic. This is why we got it. It says fan fucking tastic friend Natalie. I'm going to rescind that because after you you try to cut out my little segment here, and that's just not how we operate here. That's not how not narrow or straight LLC works. We talked about this in the last I, management meeting.
0: Oh, I was sleeping at the last management meeting. I,
1: me too.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. Right, What's well, there either? So yeah, we we're we're true professionals here. We both kind of just show up and wing it. Though I I do prepare a Google Doc every week. You do. I do. That you don't read.
1: I do. Yeah. I, I clearly I read it, but I said it says fan. I can see fan fucking tastic, but like not right now. Even though I guess I was the asshole that was like 45 minutes late tonight
0: because yeah yeah but i like i'll forgive you fucking cheese yeah i mean like i forgive you because you were eating shitty pizza at chuck e cheese so it's like actually not that bad it's not that bad see i just i you know what honestly i have nothing to base that on but like rumor rumor has it that it's it's actually
1: pretty it's pretty okay is it like is it like
0: a is it like a di giorno like pizza that you bake in your oven
1: no, or it's or worse. I don't I don't know how to describe it. The the crust is actually okay. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. really greasy. Yeah. And it, it they might play off the fact that you're at a place that you that they know most adults don't want to be because you're going to spend yeah. like more money than you yeah. want to. Yeah. And so maybe that like that kind of juxtaposition is like, well, this pizza is not totally shitty. <laughs> just mostly.
0: Good to know. I mean my my kids have not like gone to like a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party or anything yet. I don't think that they're like old enough for that to really happen yet. So I'll I'll be there one day. But that day has not yet come. So
1: Speaking yeah. of coming <laughs> it's a,
0: that
1: was, that's a that's a callback for for, for- our new listeners.
0: We talk about semen a lot. That's just our yeah, thing. It's a lot. It's but you know what? Like, and here's the thing. Like, I I kind of feel bad because I'm not talking about semen tonight, and I feel like it's almost expected. But but no. But you. But it's like you can't you can't come on too strong and give the semen every can't
1: week. Come on too strong.
0: You, you you can't you can't put it all on too much. Um. So. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't have a, there's, a jizzy there's, story. there's so
1: much, but we have so little time here. I
0: know we do. So, so I'm just gonna do, I'm gonna do a quick God of the week. This is just, you know, I feel like sometimes you have to just do kind of like a palate cleanser, quick one between all the
1: <laughs> because the, to get all the come out of your mouth,
0: <laughs> to get all the cum out of your mouth from you and Matthew O'Neill last week. Just really going going for it with the with the jizz talk. So. I'm just going to bring everybody a god of the week, the Finnish death goddess, Kalma. So this is just going to be quick. So this lady is just the goddess of rotting flesh and decay. So I guess like the one that would join us and be all about like zombie apocalypse kind of thing, maybe. Sort of like goddess of the walking dead, Kalma comes. Can we talk about how
1: awful that show is?
0: I See, I... I like I say it, that. but I've, I'm never, way, I've never watched yeah, it. Yeah, I know you've never watched it. I'm way I'm way behind on it. Like I need to binge The Walking Dead. Um but I'm like I I dig it. So so yeah, so here's I don't like I don't yeah. like
1: zombie movies just in general.
0: Oh, so then so you, for that just to never watch that show then because it's
1: just Well, zombies. I mean, duh, the, like there's duh. a reason I haven't watched it.
0: Yeah. So so anyways, my my goddess here, I think, would be all about it. Which and you're not, and that's fine. Everybody has their own preference. Some like zombies. Respect some my don't. personal beliefs. I do, I do. I, I respect you as a zombie apocalypse hater, and and that's okay. That's all right. So she'd be all about it. She lives in the Finnish underworld. She it it's a gross, disgusting, smelly place guarded by her her dog named Surma, Who's just some underworldly like puppy? Who I'm sure is like cute and cuddly and smells. Now, like, when you trash. say Finnish,
1: Finnish underworld, Finnish. is this like just specific to Finland? Totally, or is yeah, it yeah. Finland?
0: It's may, uh, why not both? I don't know. Did like, you just
1: I, did you just alienate all our Finnish listeners?
0: I think I did. All like I mean, we we probably have dozens, dozens. <laughs> we have a big Finnish demographic, clearly. So, but now they're not listening anymore. So I'm sorry. Right, you um, just if turn I called them all your off. country, I know, because I just called their country the underworld. At
1: NC Newell on the Twitters.
0: <laughs> See, you know my tw- you know my Twitter handle. I do,
1: because I tell people that, well, if you have a problem with the show,
0: contact me. At so, NC so, yeah. So here I am just insulting Finland and their death goddess. Um, but, like, so it's good, though. She has her puppy that she hangs out with. Which is good because nobody ever wants to go visit her because not only does her underworld like trash dump home smell really bad, she also smells terrible. Like she needs a bath. She needs some Febreze. Like I don't know. She it, she sounds kind of awful. It Zombie doesn't seem... like it just doesn't sound it like I have I have nothing like no no vagina or dick stories with this one. She just like. Is kind oh, I'm of sure d-
1: there's one there.
0: Like, well, like what? Like I I she's mean, just we, surrounded we can't by prove rot. That there's not, right? Like so just means- rot, like rotting dicks all around her. Maybe <laughs> that's what the smell is.
1: Why not? Why not? Why
0: not? Why not? Because you know what? we we have to we have to bring that in. So it's just rotting dicks and jizz. Sorry that I said that. God, like where? Like why do I say these things every <laughs> week? I don't know I'm sorry everybody I, mean, I, mean, I was gonna say like it's not like my mom's listening but I think it's like my mom would also be like well that's you know, just the kind of stuff she says It's my daughter eh, you know it's cool yeah. so yeah uh, like I don't like I don't really want to worship this god of the week that much like but I don't know I just I just picked her randomly from a my god site that I go to all the time Meh.
1: You mean you care it was a careful selection that you spent oh sorry sorry seconds making
0: seconds and I was just like all right let, let's do this let's let's do death and decay <laughs> because why not why not like we went we went from from Jesus like pulling the lady and having sex with her out of it, you know the, that whole story last week if you're a new listener go listen to last week's episode the God story was was better. So it, I didn't tell it.
1: <laughs> if you're new. Go see the we, we promised like we're decent. Like go see like the other stuff that we've done because, you know <laughs> eh. it wasn't it wasn't all bad.
0: Today we are thrilled to be joined by Lydia Finch. Lydia is a former Jehovah's Witness who was disfellowshipped from the faith over 20 years ago. Um, Lydia is a skeptic, and activist, and a friend, so we've been looking forward to having this conversation for a while. Um, welcome, Lydia, to the show. All right, so I guess we're going to get started with a, just a little bit of background about the Jehovah's Witness faith in general. Like I like I was saying to you before, like, I grew up knowing about like just the... Jehovah's Witness was a thing that existed because they were the people that would walk down the street occasionally and like knock on our door, or mom and dad would just be like, "Let's not get the door today. Um, we don't need to, you know." Very many talk. closed doors. <laughs> yes. So, so can you, so can you give like a picture of what of what the Jehovah's Witness faith is like and what it includes?
2: Okay. So. I mean, it was pretty much all I knew from birth. So, um, there obviously was the preaching, which is not a choice. Uh, you have to put in a report each month of how many hours you've done. Um, things most people know, we, no Christmas, no birthdays, no New Year's Eve. No Valentine's Day. There's literally no holidays. (laughs) There's no celebration at all. Um, you can't, you can't date. Um, the the only region you can, you can only date someone within Jehovah's Witness faith, really. Um, and that's only once you've got to a sufficient age, say 18. Um, you, to become officially a Jehovah's Witness, you have to be baptized. Um, I was baptized at 16, I think. Um, there's quite a lot of pressure at that point to do it. Um, they're now baptizing eight-year-olds. Um, I've heard of younger, but it, considering the ramifications of it, it's very young.
0: Um, so, so to be baptized, you have, you make that choice or or you are sort of pushed into making that choice by uh, a certain you, point um there's let's say
2: there's pressure to do it mm-hmm. um it's it's supposed to be a personal choice to do it uh but if you say if you you're getting 16 17 18 and you haven't done it um then there would probably be some questions asked
0: and so um I was I was watching one of the other like videos that you've done talking about um just your experience in the faith and everything. And one thing that um stuck out about Jehovah's Witnesses is that they view um the Bible as a historical document. So yeah, pretty much. so grow so growing up, um so it's kind of is it between like the Bible and then the watchtower um publication, like that's where yeah. the information kind of comes uh, from? That- yeah, pretty much. They have
2: they have a lot of publications, a lot of Literature, you use the term loosely. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but their Watchtower now, it seems to be the thing. And they within the Watchtower, what's great is that they will cite themselves as evidence and in <laughs> their public talks will also cite their literature as evidence for what they're saying. Um, but yeah, pre- growing up, like... And this seems just bizarre to me now that like the whole Noah's Ark and stuff like that to them that is a literal <laughs> story that literally happened and I never ever questioned it I never ever thought is that even possible how you can get all these animals on there <laughs> it was just every, everything in the bible is literal and apart from book of revelation which they have many ideas about um but yeah, it, it is seen as this, this actually happened. And when, when I was in it, they believed that it was, you know, the earth was 6,000 years old. That was fact to me. Um, which is uh, now to me like, <laughs> because you just, you have, and growing up, you have no other information that you're not allowed to look at anything else. You can't question anything. Um, and so that's that's and, and from birth especially when you grow up and it, you you learn not to question it.
0: And so it's like blinders are on. I mean, and you, something one of the pictures or of um, I don't know from a publication or something you sent us was a quote where I guess it was from Watchtower where it said some fall into the trap of independent thinking. Yeah. As in like, it, like, <laughs> so, so it's like, a bad thing. how yes. how dare you? How dare you think independently and critically, it, right? It, like, it, abs-
2: it absolutely is that way that if you, um, if you question, okay, so the governing body are a group of uh, seven old men in New York. The number fluctuates throughout the years, but those are the people where uh, all the doctrine and stuff comes from. And if you, if you question them, I mean, well, you can't question them. (laughs) (laughs) End of, basically. So, yeah. And you Uh, have, and you don't, you don't get any other information. You're not allowed any other information. If you do, if you say you're a baptized member and you start to question it, you're then classed as an apostate. So you could be disfellowshipped for doing that. So, I mean, you really cannot you are not allowed to think for yourself, and you are especially not allowed to talk to other people about the things you're questioning
0: and so it's like you're you're kind of insulated in this little world, and so it's like you they don't want you sort of like tainted by the like outside world,
2: yeah right yeah, in i a, mean in a sense yeah, and I mean they would call um well, not me, I'm known as something else, but you guys (laughs) would be known as, uh, worldly. Okay. And, um, any, anything, you know, they talk about worldly clothes or worldly music or worldly books. Um, and so they kind of just try to keep you very much on the straight and narrow. Um,
1: and I feel like in my experience, at least it, Was always like I knew just uh, growing up, just a few people who were Jehovah's Witness, and I felt like they pretty much kept themselves pretty secluded from everyone. Um, Could you just kind of say, like, tell or tell us, like, for for people who aren't familiar with it, like, where does this even like get its foundation, or like, how did like just what are the basic tenets of the religion?
2: Well, <laughs> um, it, <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay, so, um, this, I mean, this started off probably not, not 200 years ago. It is basically, it came, it came off other, other religions. They were, they were called, you know, different things. And also, it's very difficult to, it's very difficult to tell you what they believe because what they believe changes. Um, <laughs> if, if, if the, if the founder now went, just was magically back here and carried on doing what they were doing, they'd be disfellowshipped because the beliefs have changed that much that now they wouldn't be allowed to be a Jehovah's Witness. Um, but it seemed to start around this guy decided that he, he kind of knew, got some message from God or whatever. Started printing pamphlets uh, and distributing them, and that's kind of how it started. Um, at first, they were called—they um, were just called like Bible students. Um, but and they used to—they used to actually take like uh, record players round to people's houses and play them talks on their doorstep <laughs> oh a record. wow okay. wow that's just <laughs> so awesome it's like, just like I imagine just people like walking down the street
0: with, like, with their record player like hey i'm here like you think there's going to be some really cool music but it's like I know. let's now listen now to then, a talk on record I mean. it's,
1: like the, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the 1900 equivalent to like kids like with boomboxes on their shoulders yeah basically so. can you just oh, listen God.
2: to this please um, Wow, yeah, so it I mean, and originally it was kind of just living from um i guess normal Christian Bible things um and then over over the years they've just you know they interpret things differently, and as these things change, their phrase is new light, and new light basically means oh." Our prophecy has not come true. Therefore, now we think this. So <laughs> let,
0: let, it's let's crazy. Cha- let's change our mind and like and yeah. then well, give this another they, chance, and then we'll have it something new like later for it. They, they prophesied
2: the end of the world in nineteen fourteen, nineteen fifteen, nineteen eighteen, nineteen twenty five, nineteen seventy five.
1: You see, you see, uh, but the pattern there, though, I and I appreciate this. The pattern there is like, well, we fucked up like two years in a row. Like, let's <laughs> give it a few more years. <laughs> like, statistically, now. it's gonna happen. Statistically, we're gonna be right sometime. <laughs> At
2: some point, and they um, they had when I was growing up, they had there was this magazine, and it had like nineteen fourteen on it, and their new fro- prophecy was the generation of nineteen fourteen will not pass away. That was a huge prophecy of theirs. That I grew up with. However, they're pretty much dead now. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so you're wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, a
1: couple world wars, I mean, you know.
2: <laughs> they're still, they're still good. you know. So, but now they've brought out another doctrine, which is overlapping generations, which means that anyone who ever knew anyone who was alive at night in 1914. It's that generation. (laughs) So they would just, but they just, they they change it and they just say new light. But when you're in it, it's so kind of gradual that you don't, you don't notice it changing.
0: Well, that's the thing, I guess. It's like, if you're in it and this is your world and this is all you know, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, this is just, this is how it, how it rolls along and whatever. And
2: And when, when you've been in, when you've been in for so, like my mum has been in since she was 17. And she's now, I don't know, seventy maybe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The the to at this point to question something and to go back is huge. It's like it is too much. It's so you you like sunk investment. Now she has to keep. She has to accept everything she's told because to not accept it, she'd lose her life. Basically, everything she's done. And that's why it's so difficult for people to turn their back on it, I guess. Because you have to get to that point where you admit you're wrong and admit that you've wasted all these years. And it's intense years as well. It's like there's three meetings a week. You're expected to go door-to-door ministry. You know, it's, it's full on.
0: Well something like that that interested me about your story when I was, you know, listening to you talk about it um in the other interview is that so you you were and we'll we'll define this term, I guess, disfellowshipped, but you were disfellowshipped from the the faith, whatever, but you you held on to the beliefs for a while, right? After yeah, a long even while. after <laughs> that happened. So yes. so we'll get we'll get to like your, you know, sort of skeptical transformation yeah. sense. But so so you, can you talk about this idea of being disfellowshipped okay. from the, the faith?
2: Yeah, I mean, most people would probably liken it to being excommunicated. Mm-hmm. It's basically when um, you're officially kind of thrown out of uh, the organization, let's call it. Um, and that you, I didn't go to my, usually you have what they call a judicial hearing which is three elders <laughs> it's basically like a little kangaroo court um mm-hmm. and you go there and you can you can plead repentance uh which covers most things including child abuse by the way you can repent from that and be fine um or they can say you're bad and now you're disposed um and so at that at that from that point um no, no other Jehovah's Witnesses really allowed to talk to you. When I was disfellowshipped, immediate family could, but they didn't because they were ahead of the curve. Nice, um, nice. now, <laughs> it was fashionable. They were full on. Um, but, so I, I was based, I saw them a couple of times, but basically I haven't spoken to any of those for about 20 years. Um, and that is the usual story now
0: i mean just just thinking about that i mean like the sort of the the emotional like psychological effect of essentially not being able to speak to your family like that's yeah it's huge that's, and it's that's you huge. know
2: there i've heard stories of um there was this story i did an event in London recently for a um, a group called Faith to Faithless to help people when when they want to leave. Their, it basically helps them. Um, and this guy was in the audience, and he'd been out for 11 weeks or something. He tried to commit suicide nine weeks ago, literally because he couldn't, he couldn't deal with that aspect of it. And it is... You know, I, I've seen it on, on groups I'm on on Facebook, someone just saying, I can't deal with this. I'm going to kill myself. And people have, you know, and from that group, we, you know, people managed to get help to that person and it didn't happen, but it's really, it's really deeply affecting and it affects after that time, it affects every relationship you have because especially when someone like a parent or you know especially a mother i think you, you kind of learn from that that nothing nothing's guaranteed and yeah I,
0: I was wondering about just like the idea of feeling like abandoned yeah if, if that if that carries through like totally you know to everything yeah yeah well, because you I mean, think that's,
1: that's consistent with like any cult that you look like or look at where once you're you're not one of us now we we can't talk to you and, yeah and that's I mean if nothing else it's pressure just to stay and shut up and quit Indeed. asking questions I
2: mean I I get I get emails from people all the time saying I want to leave but I don't want to be shunned and it is literally the only thing keeping people in is that rule yeah and that's just crazy people people are doing these these things these really intense lifestyle just so they don't lose people and that's blackmail <laughs> basically
0: yeah it is, <laughs> Isn't it is it? Of, of like of like the most like sort of emotionally and psychologically damaging variety where yeah. you're just being you're being held there because yeah. really like it we as people like it is our instinct to want to be together and to want to have relationships and so to for a religion, a cult, or, I mean, hey, they can be the same thing, Um, to use that, I mean, that, like, that's just all kinds of fucked up because, yeah.
2: Yeah, what's amazing is that in, I think it was in 1950-something, they actually, in one of their publications said, um, excommunication is unbiblical. It's totally not in the Bible. It's not something we should do. Two or three years later... They decided it was biblical, <laughs> it was scriptural, and we're going to start doing that now. Um, and then over the years, it's got, you know, it's got stronger and stronger. Um, but it's so also. For, oh, sorry, sorry go just going to say with the shunning thing, also, it and that's what stops ex Jehovah's Witnesses talk, speaking out, is that they don't want to lose their families. If they've managed to get out and keep their family ties, doing something like this, even, would be enough to get disfellowshipped um and so that's why activism is so difficult for ex Jehovah's witnesses because they still they're still gagged they're still tied to it because of their families
0: and so so for you when you went through this whole process of being disfellowshipped like what what was the reason for your <laughs> oh cuz that yeah cuz like because cuz this is the thing that's interesting to me too is like what what it what it takes for somebody to be you know essentially like let go from, <laughs> well, <laughs> from for a religion me, like you're fired for me,
2: I have no great overarching story I had sex with somebody before I was married
0: like like that that is crazy <laughs> it's it, like and that's why you, I lost my whole
2: family you, that's just you lost
0: you lost your family over that yeah
2: and still like yeah. 20, 20 years ago Twenty years, and still, I can't talk to anybody because of that. But I did say that I didn't care, and I wasn't sorry. So,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and I like, didn't go sorry, to my
2: yeah, I didn't go to my hearing about it either. But there are like, I, I know of guy. I'll tell you this story, crazy story. This guy right. who was when he he was abused when he was about seven by his Jehovah's Witness dad really like really badly abused um he told his mum it was never it was never addressed because they don't address these things um and then he, but he stayed he stayed in whatever and he kind of he drifted he drifted away and he um he got this fellowship for having a christmas tree oh um,
1: that's right because you can't to his celebrate house. no you're not you allowed celebrate to celebrate. Like
0: anything <laughs> no uh, so he, so, it's
1: not even like even birthdays, right?
0: Yeah, right. No, no birthdays, no Christmas, because it's pagan, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So he got disfellowshipped for
2: having a Christmas tree. Uh, eventually, after he'd been disfellowshipped, um, he went to the police, and uh, his dad, his, his stepdad, I think it was, was is now in prison. He's still a Jehovah's Witness, and the guy who got abused is being shunned.
1: Well, he's the dick for talking about it, though. Like, <laughs> right, he's, right. How he's how dare to... he?
0: Like, well, okay. So since you since you brought that up, I mean, there, there's there's so many different things to talk about with all this, but but since you brought up um, the abuse issue, something that as I was reading about Jeho- the Jehovah's Witness faith that came up that I was just like in my notes, like, what the fuck are you serious? Was um, that you know, child abuse obviously exists within. Like, well, and anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. like it's not, it's not
1: just exclusive. And and that's, and that's something that whenever we talk about, I think it's important. It's not just something that's exclusive to like religious groups. Like it happens everywhere. And it's it's not good. It's not, it's not a good thing. It's not, but it's, it's a thing. And, And yeah, but it, what, whenever it happens, it's how you deal with that how you address it and yeah, yeah going back yeah, to what saying. Yeah, and this,
0: but see, and that's the issue is like how it's addressed or or not addressed because there's this, the the two witness rule that in order for them yeah. to essentially pursue like to charges even, or- Yeah,
2: well, no, because- Or, never, or it, not even it, that. now there comes to charges. Um, yeah. For them to even investigate, scripturally investigate- Uh, an accusation it takes the child would have to have two witnesses to the event for them to even get to that point Um, obviously we see a huge (laughs) problem with that they on top of that the first the first thing they would get a victim to do the first thing the victim has to do is approach their abuser
1: which is not and traumatic like at no, all. I don't like, no there's Christy, no, yeah, no no like And quite
2: yeah. you know, and quite often it's a family member, it could be a father, it could be one of the other elders. Um and then they and if there's if there's no admission of guilt um quite often quite often it's it can be dropped at that point or just kept on record and put in a little safe.
1: So basically, if if somebody accuses someone of something and they go, "No, I didn't do it," like that's, unless you, that's a unless
2: you unless you've got two witnesses, you, it didn't happen. God, I'm Jesus afraid, fucking yeah. So this is this is the problem, um, and another part uh, another part of the problem, <laughs> so many parts of the problem. <laughs> another part of the problem is that if then say there is an admission of guilt or they have found them scripturally. Guilty. If that person then repents, um, that's it.
0: Nothing okay, they because... they will
2: get they will get uh, reproved, which is basically a, an announcement at the um, kingdom hall, which is their church, which will say this person has been reproved. That's all you get. You don't get any information. This person is then let <laughs> let out. This person is then let out into the congregation with no warnings to anyone in the congregation, if if they don't repent, I guess, and they are disfellowship for it, they're then let out into the community without any warnings. So this is why if it, it's not just a Jehovah's Witness problem. It's a community problem. Because these people, these people they know are abusing are just let out into the community with no warning. Um, in Australia, where they had the investigation the royal commission they found that out of a thousand a thousand cases they had on their books not a single one had been reported to the police not a single one um and this is uh, all the cases I've heard of it's always that person after they've left have then pursued it it's never an elder will never go to you know will never go to the police because they've heard about it and this is just, this is a huge problem. Like, on in Australia, if they said this is a worse problem than the Catholics, like, percentage-wise, it's a worse problem. And it's, and the difference between, say, Catholics and Jehovah's Witnesses, the Catholics, it seems to be, you know, high up priests, whatever, doing it. Whereas in Jehovah's Witnesses, it's very...
1: Well, and in the um, Catholic Church, they're at least pretending like they—they're ca- not doing—they're doing jack <laughs> shit about it. But at least they're saying, like, "Oh yeah, we care. This is a problem." But you know, we're I not know. Gonna actually. I Jeho- know. With, fix with it. Jehovah's
2: Witnesses, at, ev- at every single point, they've dug their heels in. They, um, they have, they have a database of pedophiles. Uh, one estimate was there's twenty seven thousand names on that list, and they won't Jesus. give. They won't give it over. And they are being—they're being fined daily, thousands of pa- thousands of dollars daily, because they won't give their records over. If they cared, they'd do it.
0: <laughs> but well, they're it's, not. It's incomprehensible, though. It's like they're—those are criminals. Yes, but yeah, and but but you are, know, who
1: are literally just able to say sorry? And then, oh yeah,
0: sorry about that. <laughs> it's like oh okay, well,
2: um, let's move on. You know, but they're. I mean, there's, sadly, I've heard so many stories I and mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's always the same. And you are right, this does happen throughout society. Um, but they, they make it easy for people to do it. Oh, yeah, it. absolutely. Um, because there's no, there's no comeback. It never gets, you know, it never gets to the police. And they're more concerned about protecting their reputation they are about protecting children. Um, wow. And this, this isn't child abuse. This will go for uh, women who are abused by their husbands. Mm-hmm. Again, the same thing will happen. Um, so, I mean, so they,
0: even yeah, like it's still that same yeah. rule of the, the witnesses and
2: uh, yeah, pretty much. And you'd need um, they have in some of their literature told women how to you know if if they're being abused by their husbands how they can avoid that. By being more submissive, oh. Um well, I mean, Because it
1: is their fault. Like he probably yes. told you to do something like three or <laughs> four <laughs> times, and you like talk so, back, and you're sides. a woman. Yeah, so, you you get what you get. Yeah. So
0: so okay. In that in that same vein, then as far as like marriages and relationships go, like obviously, sex before marriage is not a not a thing that that you can do. Um, you're not meant to. So. Do it, no. So then, so then do people, it's not what
1: Jesus would have done, it's not not what Jesus would have
0: done, not what (laughs) and what, no, so so then do people get into like relationships at a really young age that just are like uh, kind of doomed from the start? 18
2: is quite normal to get married, um, because they're all just gagging for it I guess at that point <laughs> but you're not but when you even even when you are allowed to date you're not allowed to go on a date alone you have to have a chaperone um because
1: you might so find you out how like awesome like sex yeah, is no, well
2: you're not you're not, you can hold hands I think but like Kiss, like, proper kissing is, is not really no. allowed either. But yeah, you've got a lot, I mean, a lot of people get into these marriages literally for the sex. And, um, but then you're not, you're not really allowed to get divorced either. And so these people are being pressured into, you know, getting into these marriages, which are awful because can you imagine getting married when you're 18? I did get yeah. married while I was eighteen, so I know what's wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then you, you, you know, you can't get out of it.
0: Yeah, so you're just stuck. The only way, you, yeah,
2: the only way you can get out of a marriage is through adultery. The other person, um, but then the other person isn't then allowed to get remarried ever. If you don't, <laughs> if you you can have so a, they can't.
1: So basically, they can't have sex with anybody like ever again.
2: No, I mean, I I have a friend oh, who um, was became inactive seven years ago, which means he basically stopped going to the meeting, stopped being a witness. He was never disfellowshipped; didn't do anything bad. Enough. Seven years ago, he divorced from his wife because for you know unreasonable behaviour. Now, seven years later, he's got married. And now they've come back to him and they've disfellowshipped him because it wasn't a scriptural divorce. And now he's lost his daughter and his family.
1: (laughs) These, like, what blows me away is like these people act like they live like on some sort of commune. Like they don't have to like interact with like other members of society ever. Like that's just, I, just that idea. I don't know. And as somebody, like, I've never, I never, whenever I became atheist, like I never had that struggle of, well, what about my friends? it was that was just the natural conclusion for me, and so like I just I can't wrap my mind around this idea that well now the church is doing this to him and like this is you know a traumatic experience for for him or for you or or whoever that just doesn't make like I can't process that in my mind. Mm. Does that make sense?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, it's just mean, so, so yeah. foreign
1: to me.
2: I know it's bizarre, and you you especially when you have it from birth, you very much learn conditional acceptance and conditional love. Because you know at any point if you if you change, then that's gone. And it's Mm. actually a very from witness ex witnesses I've talked it's very difficult thing to learn that you can disagree with somebody and still remain friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) Because you just learn (laughs) learn any deviation from the rules and that's it they're out of your life it's very <laughs> it's very so, so what you're
1: saying is don't disagree you're with people me who are <laughs>
0: and,
1: well that and also like you can you can think that uh, punching Nazis is and is not okay and still be friends with people is what you're saying
2: I oh, know yeah, it's it's, it's all of it it's I will not be getting into that
0: right now <laughs>
1: It's been it's been an interesting few weeks for me. Really, so. It has it
0: has been.
1: <laughs> we did an episode about two three weeks ago about it. So oh. yeah, it's, it's
0: been it's been fun. We've you know opinions and have you, stuff, heard, all, have all you had Have you had abuse from people? Dan Dan it's, I, it's, yeah Dan gets you, it and I Dan did you, gets the it, abuse and I just did, don't as much. Did you
2: not at any point say? Can you look at what's happening in this country? Can we focus on what's happening in the White House right now?
1: Right. Okay. Yes. Getting back yeah. on track. <laughs> back. So, so, okay, a- so another, but another yeah, go ahead. Uh, just w- weird thing and I-, I hate using the word weird because I, that, but, like that but like it's it's it, what we could say fucked up. <laughs> um like the whole like blood transfusion thing with Jehovah's Witness like that's not that's, okay apparently.
2: That's such yeah, that's actually weirder than you think it is also
1: well oh, tell
0: us how weird that is.
2: <laughs> how weird is it? Well, uh, up until, I think it was 1950s or something, you could have a transfusion, that was fine. Then you absolutely could not have a transfusion. And then you could have parts of a transfusion, and then you couldn't again, and then you could. And now you can only have fractions, which is parts of the blood broken down small enough. So, in essence, you could have a whole transfusion. You can have 100% of a transfusion, but only if it's given to you in fractions.
0: Okay.
1: Because, <laughs> because that's, what, that's what the Bible says.
2: Uh, yeah, basically, they based this on, um, <laughs> there's a scripture, <laughs> and it's talking about eating blood. You can't eat blood. So they've taken that. Well, to don't, me. You don't, don't, yeah, don't I know, don't eat blood. Don't eat blood. <laughs> <a> <laughs> um, PSA: Don't eat blood. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm um, taking a strong moral <laughs> stance here. Um, so yeah, they've taken that as you can't have it taken into your body. Um, oh. But you know, even so, Mer- it, there you have this like little blood card. It says no blood. When I was there, it was just like no blood, not like. And now it's like, is it this long, and it's like, I am willing to have this. I'm not willing to have this. If I'm conscious, ask me about this. I may, (laughs) I may, I may accept this. Ask me.
0: (laughs) It's just like, but this person (laughs) landed
2: in an ER, and it's like, uh, I have no idea what to do with this
0: person. Because wouldn't it just be like, hey, holy shit, save my life if I'm like... (laughs) If I know, I mean but I mean, like, I would break. rather
1: die before like my shitty made-up beliefs.
2: I know, but the 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 upshot of this is that people are dying. There was a yeah. uh, a woman called Eloise in Canada, and she she died recently from Caucasian childbirth. Didn't have a blood transfusion, and she died. I, I see, you know, frequently see these stories. So people are actually still doing it, and at their convention recently, they had. They had a talk where they were, you know, holding these people up, these children who are dying because they don't have blood transfusion, up as, you know, a good example of what you should do. And it's, you know, if you... No. If to, you...
1: Like, to what end, though? Like, if you, if you allowed people to have blood transfusions you would have more people in your shitty little cult so you would have more people to propagate <laughs> it doesn't bullshit.
2: matter I, on, honestly like, these are
1: not smart uh, <laughs> honestly,
2: honestly they had the they had this doctrine and honestly i think that so many people have died from it that if they reversed it now they've had they've, they've had lawsuits all over them and so they can't they've got to this point where they're like oh fractions does that make sense? Which it doesn't. Um, yeah. And so they've kind of gone as far as they can without actually saying you can have a blood transfusion now because but, it's uh,
1: ridiculous. And, and so they're basing this off of like something written in the Bible saying don't eat blood. Like if yeah. I were going to write a book and claim that it's perfect – I would be an awful lot more specific. I would say, no, just, like, only eating blood. Like, like, don't drink blood. You're not a fucking vampire. Like, just don't do that. But, like, if, like, something really cool comes up that, like, I don't know about because I don't even know well. where the fuck the sun goes whenever it goes down. If something else cool happens, like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Don't die for your shitty belief.
0: Well, see, seriously, like, keep yourself alive by yes, whatever means necessary. If you're alive, maybe. you
1: can tell more people and you, and you can, like, indoctrinate more people to believe the crazy shit that we believe. But you're meant, you, you are meant to. To be willing to die for
0: it. That's the whole point. Okay. So there you go. That's, that's it. the whole like, point. That's
2: you're, it. You're, meant yeah. to, you're meant to. And even if you, if you are given a transfusion, like say, sometimes they have court orders to give a transfusion to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but if then you have one and you don't repent, you'll be disfellowshipped. So this, this pregnant woman in a hospital bed dying basically, um, is she has the choice of um, die and lose everything, or have a transfusion and lose everything. So it, you know, at that point, it's not an easy decision. And wow. most, I mean, a lot of people still, you know, still go along.
1: With it. We have uh, one of our one of our watchers right now asked, uh, and I don't even know if you do this uh, or if they do that in the church. Do they do any sort of like uh, sacraments, uh, like water or not water and wine? Uh, um, like wine and blood, <laughs> like communion. Oh, they do. Um,
2: they have this thing once a year called Memorial, which is the uh, the uh, memorial of Jesus' death, and it's all very morbid. And but, well,
1: might, of course, like, yeah, <laughs> the whole you might thing not, is morbid. Okay,
2: you might not know this, but they, um, <laughs> their belief is um, 144,000 people are going to go to heaven when right. they die, and the rest of the people are going to live on earth. So. Which,
1: which, just a side note, like statistically speaking, doesn't that mean Hitler has a better chance of being in heaven than us?
2: Better Than me, anyway. I'm not sure about you. guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably no, because because there's a there's a finite amount of people. So, like the the fewer people that were born before you, the higher chance they have of being yeah, in heaven.
2: Yeah, it's confusing. But I was at uh, so. At the memorial, you've got the wine and the unleavened bread go round, mm-hmm. but only the, what they call the anointed, the 144,000 can partake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will say, obviously, at this point, there's meant to be less and less because people will be dying, but the numbers are going up. <laughs> um, and they They're said, like, and they said in one of their publications that um, uh, men- mental mental health might be a consideration for these people. <laughs> People are taking it; might be mentally
1: ill. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, like, do they, so, they? believe the the transubstantiation thing? Like, it, the water, the wine does turn into blood?
2: Not really. No,
1: no, because um, that, w- like that would symbolic.
0: go against the donut. Right. Blood. That's what. Yeah, that's what you I can't was. drink yeah. blood. Don't eat blood. It's <laughs> in the Bible that says.
1: <laughs> is it? Well, I guess. I guess I never clarified. Is this based on like Old Testament, New Testament, or just both. kind of whatever is coming together um, at the it, of time? Okay.
2: Both together, but um, they've got their own translation, which is very dodgy. Buy a lot of things, <laughs> so um apparently it's and they've just changed some stuff in it as well they're yeah, like why not? Some,
0: replace
1: some words it's all made up anyway <laughs>
0: it's all <laughs> it's all made fine. up so just ad- adjust it with like what you need at the time and so i guess no. they Basically. will just keep doing that obviously um, and they're big on and,
2: loyalty right now so well
0: yeah and i guess they kind of bank on that that whatever like you know other weird shit that they have to make up they can make up because they've got the people right yeah. like they they yeah. have people who they're not wanting to leave because the stakes are really fucking high to to leave yeah, yeah. and you know essentially leave your entire life behind you but now yeah. so you like your experience where you you had this disfellowship like process whatever and you you know you still held the beliefs what brought you to like where you are now as like as you know a skeptic and rational minded person and like mostly how um (laughs) you know mostly like well as as much as any of us can be I mean
2: Um, (laughs) okay so I uh, so I left 20 years ago I had nightmares at least once a week I would say for about 15 years um about Armageddon and dying and that kind of thing and then um, just before, so I, I still knew I didn't want to do it, but I, ju- I, I came out with the feeling that I was going to die. And I thought about dying daily and just like, this is a thing that's actually going to happen to me. Um, and then probably just before my daughter was born, so she's five and a half, so about six years ago, I guess, um, by chance um, someone kind of recommended Skeptoid, to me, um, and I was just going through, and there was an episode about the Exodus, and I listened to that, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> because <laughs> like, what? It didn't happen. What? Because yeah. to me, I've been brought up to think this was a historical book, so, and then kind of from that, it just kind of snowballed. And I was like, "Okay, well, what about?" And, and kept, you know, started looking into different areas of the Bible. Um, started watching what the witnesses would call apostate material online, which is basically ex-witnesses talking about doctrine and why it's nonsense. Um, And so, yeah, it just, for me, it was quite, I guess it was quite sudden, really. But I had, I had had, I'd had enough time out of the kind of brainwashing environment Mm-hmm. that i could actually look at it logically and sensibly um and judge it from that standpoint it's very it's very difficult when somebody's still in it or just come out of it yeah. um some people come out having stopped believing and that's probably preferable i think um but it, it it's hard when you're surrounded by it, to look at things logically
0: and so i guess then you know for people that that come out of it like what what advice do you have for somebody even who would be who would be still in it and questioning or, or whatever I mean because there's just obviously so much that that has a hold on somebody like just keeping them in it for yeah. you know even if the belief is fading or whatever like what yeah like what what advice would you give to somebody who yeah. was questioning I get these or, a lot <laughs> yeah I, yeah um, I imagine 'cause you yeah. outspoken about it and so yeah um I advise I mean what's what's
2: really important is for them to kind of come to their own conclusions. Um but also to allow themselves to first of all I show them or I will suggest they look at things that are like independent sources. So looking at, you know, news articles about, you know, child abuse and records mm-hmm. about their um involvement with the UN. Um try as much as possible not to show them anything apostate because I was petrified of anything that was apostate until like six years ago. <laughs> so I know that feeling, it's so deeply ingrained in you. But to actually just keep on asking questions, um, and I always offer to give them my best shot. I never, you know, and a lot of, a lot of people, also, you know, I'm an atheist, but a lot of people, are worried that if they come out of that, they need to be an atheist, but that's not necessary either. Um, you kind of just need to, and I think some people need a kind of stopgap perhaps between mm. the two things. So they might go to another faith or, you know, I know ex witnesses that have a faith but don't have a religion. So they still believe, but, you know, and I think any of those things is fine. Um, getting out of the control. And people telling you what you can and can't do is the important thing.
0: And so, like, are there networks of support for people who, because obviously it's like you leave or you're, you know, told to leave or whatever. I mean, you you lose all of these important Mm -hmm. life relationships. So, I mean, I'm wondering just in kind of the age of like social media and all this kind of stuff where you can kind of connect with people.
2: Yeah, you know, there's, in a different way. Yeah, there's lots of Facebook groups. Um, they're all private, let's say. So you can you can <laughs> go in there and post and whatever, and you don't it, it's not showing on your timeline. Um, there's it's lots lots I think in the US, lots in the UK, but I mean they kind of mix together as well. Um, in in the UK we um, we have meetups as well we went and had christmas dinner <laughs> in december which was uh with lots of these people sitting around and you get people who've been out for a year or you know a few months and you get people who've been out forever like me um and you're kind of sitting around this christmas table kind of not knowing what we're doing but um there's also a um organization called Faith, faithless which I mentioned earlier uh which is based in the UK they're working with the uh, british humanists mm-hmm. um and they also they they provide help for ex-witnesses, ex-Muslim, ex-Jewish, you know, ac- across the board, basically. Um, but like when I left, there was nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I went from having everybody I had ever known to having nobody. Um, so it, I think it's I think it's a lot e- easier. Like it's not easy, but easier than it was because I th- I think connecting with these people who kind of know your background um, is really helpful. And a lot of other people are being shunned and you you kind of just grow a different family, I guess. Yeah,
0: And so, uh, well, I mean, obviously, like, you you do this, you know, like, activist work of, like, actually being outspoken about this and helping people and everything, I mean, which is really admirable coming from, like, you know, you're, like, you had this experience yourself and now are, you know, helping make it, better for people who are in that same position i mean like I wh- so. where where do you see this taking you, you know, like what, what are your what <laughs> yes. are your what are your future uh, plans in this um, <laughs> um <laughs> well yeah we're, that's where we're all going if it existed, end, but it doesn't exist so end, lucky right us right. <laughs>
2: um i kind of just i'm just kind of taking it day by day but i've got um i'm doing a couple of skept talks for skeptics in the summer um, so that'll be interesting. Um, I've done a I've done a talk before with um, a humanist group. I mean, a set, a set, my my master plan
0: <laughs> yeah. is uh,
2: my master plan is um, hopefully in September I'm going to university and I'm going to be studying studying psychology and counselling, and I want to specialise in people who are exiting cults because they sit, you know, I saw some great therapists, but they don't really understand effect it has on you for being in a such high control group so i want to specialize doing that um and hopefully help the transition
0: that's awesome that's that's really cool and um yeah so and i think Dan, something yeah. i mean
1: something that we've that natalie and i have always said or i know we both share the same thought is it that that is probably one of the reason main reasons that people stay with just some crazy ideas like that is because of that sense of like, they're losing a community, they're losing their family and, and what do you replace that with? And it's so yeah. much easier so to not do that. So it's, I think it's, we both think it's incredibly important to, that people know that there are those groups out there. There are other people just like yeah. that, that share the same thoughts, same share the same feelings. And it, and you, you have support it's just a matter of being able to find that and have access to right. that because that's that's what cults rely on is limited information and controlling information that you yeah. get.
2: Basically isolation is their right. is their key thing. And they isolate you while you're in there and they that's the threat that you will Which go. Which is exact no I mean it's effect. the
1: exact same thing that a domestic abuser does.
2: Um well you'd be amazed actually the similarities between yeah. domestic abuse and cults. It's very, very similar. Um, this, you know, it's the same. It's the same. Essentially, it's the same control. It's just slightly different
0: control and being kind of trapped in that position. Yeah. and Well, they you know, use the, the threat you use of that fear,
2: Use fear, yeah. fear and love, and you alternate the two, and you make you you know get to a point where you think that you can't you can't leave because if you I leave, mean that you that, that is the
1: the cycle of domestic violence works that way. You have you have the the violent incident. You know whatever it is, you're being punished by the church, mm-hmm. and then you have you have a period of time where you're reconciling. And you have a period of time. We have the honeymoon period, and then things start to continue to escalate, or something happens, or you realize, you know, hey, I want to have sex I'm like, not have to be married to this person, and and then you do something awful, and then I say awful with like huge air quotes, mm. <laughs> and and then and then you're you're back at the same thing. Yes,
2: yeah. very similar. But that's and how so fear controls.
1: Yeah. So. It makes me want to punch people.
0: Nazis. <laughs> <so>, uh, no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, but so you so the work then that you'll do is is helping people I guess then understand what they've come out of and help them like get yeah. on with their I lives mean, too in a way to understand all like. All of this emotional and psychological kind of damage yeah, that mean, could have been me, done. Was, I mean, for me, the thing that most made a difference
2: to me was learning about, uh, I mean, you could call it coercion or brainwashing or thought reform. Why not both? All of
1: those things.
2: <laughs> but just understanding how that works and being able to recognize that it's happened to you means that you can, can then kind of move on um, yeah. because I think... And especially when you've grown up in it, you think, "But I know this. But I know this. My, my, in my heart, this is what it says." Um, but you kind of need to learn that your brain says that because it's been programmed to say that. And once you get to that point, you can move on from it. But you need to. You you kind of need to learn that that's happened to you to to get any further. All
1: right. All right.
0: So, are we? wrapping up now I think but I'm sure that we can like well we'll have to have you come back and talk <laughs> about your um about this more at some point too because I'm, I'm curious then to see how you know what you're going to study will translate into you know yeah like
2: I'm actually doing the, a um, I'm doing a course in London at the moment on cults and totalitarianism
0: ooh,
2: which right. is we'll have great, to have you come back yeah. and talk about that <laughs> <laughs> which is, is well it's interesting this political climate, but, um, I yeah, there's I no mean, when, when parallels it, at all. To no, it's <laughs> like <laughs> nothing. Not terrifying no. at all. Reading my coursework nope. right now.
0: <laughs> yes, we, yeah, we are going to be having a lot of interesting, um, sadly interesting conversations over the next um, yes. while um, in time. But in the meantime, if people want to like find you on the internet and you know kind of follow what you're up to. Twitter, Facebook, like where, where can they find you? Uh,
2: Twitter's probably best. Um, yeah. (laughs) Stick pins. Stick pins. That's
1: an old story. Um, that was
2: from someone who, uh, that was from a homeopath. She called me stick pins like about two years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, um, stick pins, (laughs) but it is, if you look for like, I think it's at Finch Lydia.
0: I think so. I think that's
2: you. Cryptic, cryptic. (laughs) <laughs> um, or
0: um, leaving JW at gmail Awesome, we'll have that in the in the notes to this show when it comes out. And um, thank you so much for talking so, to us today. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Thank yeah, you. thank you. This week. The reason we love the internet is I don't really know how to set this up.
0: Yeah, how how do how do you set this up? Because like
1: it's not really a reason that we love it.
0: Right. Like it's not it's not love so much as like again, I feel like we, we do this sometimes. It's the started as why we love the internet. Now it's just more like here's a thing that happened on the internet because <laughs> your page with hundreds of thousands of followers Really, yield some interesting comments and people. I don't know, saying all interesting.
1: The 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 interesting descriptor is probably my my favorite because it's it's so like so multi purposed Oh, it's um, it's
0: so multi-purpose. Like that's that's why I went vague with it because it could mean anything. And yeah, yeah.
1: So this week, uh, in in the spirit, uh, dare I say? <laughs> of our interview that we did last week with Yasmin Mohammed, who, of course, is the uh, former Muslim that was married to an al-Qaeda operative that now speaks out about her experience uh, in extreme conservative Islam. So it's almost like we have some sense of, I don't know, background, and background knowledge, insight into what it's like to live in extremist uh, culture like that. Uh we, we I may have posted something uh about Nike um you know, in, in making their own version of the hijab and how the, the what is it what they call it? The hijab pro or something like, I, uh, something I don't like understand that? The I'm pro. I'm
0: for I'm forgetting um the exact terminology, but yes, you essentially The I pro hijab.
1: I'm sorry, the pro, pro. hijab which mm-hmm. okay, whatever.
0: Is athleisure uh, <laughs> wear.
1: Yeah, it looks like a hood. Um, It doesn't really look like a hijab to me. I don't know, but apparently uh, we're supposed to all uh, applaud Nike for their acceptance of extremist Islam um, and, and patriarchal even Islam, which is pretty much all it is. And so like the meme says, you know, introducing the new Nike pro hijab. And then, of course, it has the Nike logo, just do it, asterisk, and then on the bottom, if your husband lets you. Because the whole religion is based around control, specifically control of women. Like All religions are based around control and of women, but this one thing that's not even in the fucking Quran in the first place is built up on that. And so there's so many people who missed that for some reason and made the assumption that we're speaking to Americanized Islam, or you know not conservative extremist Islam, and so um, but the the cool part about it is as as I'm sure you expected, the comment section was extremely calm, extremely rational, and everybody you know was not like just going with their first like gut reaction
0: no the no these these comment sections were definitely not just the fire emoji like pretty <laughs> much just like watch it all burn like no that never it never happens on your page it's burn all it down just like
1: to the ground child yep and no so, so
0: um so yeah it it brought it brought out brought out stuff that you like you know inevitably screenshot and send to me like nat look at look at this one. Like, oh look my at gosh this, one. this person
1: i <laughs> this have to happened. screenshot this because this person's going to say something that i'm gonna to have to be like yeah i can't have that on my page and yeah. of course um uh, yeah, that.
0: Uh, you want to read one?
1: <laughs> yeah, you want uh, to read one? One okay. of my favorite ones, uh, was, and of course, I had to ban her for just saying this awful shit about me. Which, like, I can tolerate some shit talk, but like this went above and beyond. Um, just like even like what we were talking, yeah, just the usual. Uh, but she started out very positive. Uh, she says this page has gone into total shit. We went into total shit not turned into we've gone into so like i found a pile of like feces apparently and like like just dove right in so that one that we've already i already have a problem with what she's saying here so that's not evidence-based two two you're becoming what you hate i don't know that i hate anything other than like we, that's the topic of another podcast. So there's a lot yeah. of things I hate,
0: but yeah,
1: yeah. it's not that could be that could not, be, not that could be a this. whole
0: podcast just what Dan hates. That's it. And
1: then this is yeah. this is where like so I'm already on edge here. Like like go like oh What's she's next? gonna get she's gonna get crazier. <laughs> and sure enough, she doesn't disappoint. A lot of women don't have a choice, and meaning a lot of other women do too. can't. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm sure you read this on R Science or R explain Like I'm 5. <laughs> I can But in every... So she says, oh, you're just taking anecdotes from, like, Reddit. And then she goes, but in every single one of my classes, at least one girl has a hijab. Two semesters ago, I have two Muslim sisters. One that wore one and one that did it. Obviously they have a choice and made theirs. Just sit down, boy. It's just like, oh my god, like you've so like far missed the point of this. <laughs> and and that's and, and that's why I post shit like that. Is because it's just enough to like bait people into saying stupid things like that that are so uneducated, but like they're so confident in what they're saying, they are not there to have a discussion. They're not there to listen to what's being said. They have what they think is true in this case look at my Muslim friend is what she's saying. And in doing so, like proves the entire fucking point that you're, you're thinking of your friends that are here in the United States and fucking California. And that's not even the target uh, of this. It, you don't understand what you're even talking about in the first place, but instead of actually pausing for a second to process it and to think about it, like maybe on like something more than like surface value you end up making yourself look like a jackass and proving the goddamn point in the first place.
0: Well, that's but that's the that's the internet,
1: right? And that that they, is the internet. That's yeah. what we've turned into, and that's in that that's its own form of extremism. And extremism in almost all cases is not a positive thing for anybody.
0: Well, and then and then the big question with that that which is a complete topic for I mean probably a whole like series of podcast episodes is like how do we have actual conversations in this era of people just being like I am just giving my knee jerk response in a way that I like people don't really talk like that in real life no,
1: like you wouldn't walk up to somebody you, on the and street be like, go and, fuck yourself. and just be like like no like sit down boy like Like, really? like, you you, you have, like, something that demonstrates you don't understand what's going on in the conversation in the first place. Then you follow it up with, like, a really shitty anecdote. And then you follow up with, with like, something, if I said that to you, you'd be like, oh, what a fucking misogynist. Like, like, so that's why the, the internal debate becomes, do I tell this person to go fuck themselves or do I try to actually talk to them? And, I mean, you know.
0: Sometimes you just have to, like, just walk away or block them or whatever, right?
1: You just figure out a nice way to say go fuck yourself in a, yeah. In yeah. a positive manner. You say it with a smile, and that's what makes all the difference.
0: Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Have a great day. Yeah.
1: Have a great day. You're not going to ever post on my page again because you're not here to have mm-hmm. any sort of rational conversation. You're here to to play a victim card, to to respond emotionally to something that... Is not even playing to that something that is something that is demonstrable if you have any idea of the context of the conversation, but you don't have any idea because you you go with what you and what's helped these people is is people like Donald Trump with their fucking stupid Muslim ban in in Muslim ban like again topic of another podcast like they've helped these people like reinforce and and even like whenever. People report on it. It helps reinforce this idea that, well, if you if you are opposed to Muslims, which we are not, I'm not, if you're but that's the way this argument that's presented. Yeah. If you're opposed to Muslims, then then that's like racist or that's xenop- Islamophobic, xenophobic, whatever dumb bullshit argument you're, you're going to use and that's not the case because we're talking about the idea the concept of having to wear a hijab which many women do if you go into actual con- muslim majority countries not in america where less than 1% of the population is muslim in these countries where you know it's almost you know almost everybody i'm using big air quotes on that because i know for a fact there's uh, a lot of non believers they're just too fucking scared to say anything because they know what's going to happen to them. Like you, we look at, I, and of course I forget her name off the top of my head here, but you look at the the woman, uh, I believe it was in the fall, in Saudi Arabia that posted a picture of herself on Twitter and had all these, uh, granted, extremists, like lose their fucking minds on her, call for her to be uh, jailed, and she ended up getting arrested all because, she, because she, she didn't want to wear her special hat. And she posted a picture and that- about
0: it. And that's what and that's what the criticism is about is about the these beliefs that people are holding and you know using to oppress others. It's the beliefs. It's the practices. But see, but it's see, not, it's the not thing the people. is, it's my Muslim
1: friend people. here in Indiana that I know isn't she doesn't feel oppressed. So that means all. Of my-
0: so therefore, we're everyone who speaks otherwise is wrong. Right. And yeah. Because nothing is, nothing's complicated. Nothing's complicated. No, there's no, there's no, there's no nuance.
1: There's no nuance in the conversation. You're either, you're either against it or you're a race or for it, or you're a racist or bigot, whatever the fuck you want to try to, try to pin on me.
0: Well, see episode. And, well, and I forget which episode that was of our podcast, and uh, <laughs> you know, and and look up the internet but <laughs> and that, comments. And,
1: but that's what. But that's what yeah. makes that. That's what makes people like, like makes me even more frustrated about people like like Trump and and all and all those is they are helping that con- they are further alienating people out of that conversation bec- by by their actions and because people can't differentiate between like ideas being ideas ideologies being ideologies and people being people we're talking about ideologies we're not talking about people
0: the conversation (sighs) has shifted and it's it's gotten more complicated yet people are treating it in a way where it's just like you know whatever we're you know you're either racist or i don't know it's just fucking (laughs) complicated yeah you're either okay with it or
1: or you're racist which i get like we can talk about regressives at some point. Ooh, I said that word. I said that word.
0: Let's, let's move on. Why don't you, why don't you thank on. the people who are, who are hey, like yeah. helping this show happen? Yeah. But let's I'm saying it with nice. a smile. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I'm actually going to read it this time verbatim thank you for joining us for this week's episode if you enjoyed listening please consider leaving us a five-star rating on itunes if you have comments or suggestions or love notes for natalie you can reach us at podcast at com and find a full podcast archive at scienceenthusiastpodcast.com follow the podcast page on facebook and natalie's it says new page it's not new at this point it's kind of like middle aged.
0: It's, it's pretty yeah it's, <laughs> old. it's old. fuck yeah
1: <laughs> Skeptical Parenting or myself as what you're watching us on right now. A science enthusiast. Uh, Also, you know, you can check out our Patreon page and maybe give us, you know, some money because like this, uh, yeah, yeah, why not? Uh, We're at patreon.com slash podcasts and You get access to like early stuff, uh, late stuff too. You go back and look at all the extra bonus content that we put out there. You know, if you want to be super cool, like Michael, Trevor, Alice, Cynthia, Michael, Michael. uh, Those are all like different Michaels. I'm not just like infatuated with Michael, but you don't know that I'm not. Felix, Amanda, Chris, James, Sarah, and Jose. I mean, we would be very, very grateful. Natalie had us with a quote.
0: Properly read, the Bible is the most potent form for atheism ever conceived. And that's Isaac Asimov. Read the Bible. Well, that's just
1: that's just that's just hating on on religion that's just not that's not very scientific i thought i thought this was the science enthusiast podcast not the let's hate on religion podcast
0: i thought we were the atheist enthusiasts too
1: well again like i can't uh, see i got like i have like all these logos here uh oh this is like product placement look look at that Look at that. And, and I just even, got like, I just got all of hand- mine
0: today. I'm gonna stick mine on my on my laptop after we're done with this.
1: I should so like blow this up advertise. and like, put it like on the wall and...
0: Oh you should. You I'm should, not we, should do that. we should I'm not do we should bo- we should both we should just not. have logos all over and you could just be a the, whore of the The irony products.
1: of this is I don't I'm not one that actually likes bumper stickers yeah. or like put stickers on things.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. My my laptop is is empty right now, but I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put the stickers on. I'm gonna, you know, maybe start some conversations. Maybe someone will be like, "Hey, why do you like GMOs?" And I'll be like, "Blah huh? blah blah, whatever." I want to say. Oh.
1: <laughs> I give me a minute. <laughs> I, I can't think of it right now, off the top of my head. Like, don't put it on the spot like that.
0: Anyone who has listened to this episode this far. You will, um, you'll know that we next week will bring the interview with Yasmin Mohammed. So
2: yeah. it'll be awesome.
0: I mean, it was awesome, and I know some people have probably watched it already on on Facebook and stuff. But Yasmin was awesome; like she was such a good guest. It was a
1: long interview too. Yeah, it, and it was.
0: We could have talked for. I hours. I am not
1: trying not trying to turn you off from like listening, but it's uh, it's very. Uh, shall we say, information dense? There's a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of things in there uh, to, to address, and a lot of. There's just a lot on. Un- I mean, of course, like when you talk to somebody who was forced into marrying an Al Al-Qaeda operative and then has to escape that and uh, literally create a new life uh, for herself, there's, of course, a lot to. <laughs> to- a lot to lot to talk about and we uh, we really skipped over I felt like a lot of uh, I mean we, we when we set it up we just wanted to let let her just say whatever she wanted um, say I, I don't think she's uh, at least I don't know of her talking about it too much in detail publicly so we we're we we're kind of like well we'll just sit back here and make dick jokes once in a while and we'll just let you talk about whatever you feel comfortable talking about because there's obviously there's uh, uh, so- I have to imagine layers of trauma uh, there, and uh, I'm not a therapist, <laughs> so no, uh,
0: no. I was just super stoked that like that she wanted to come on and talk to us about all of this stuff, and and it was just a really it was a really cool experience to get that story like from somebody, and just for us to be able to have this platform to share it on, and and yeah. So I I think anyone who listens will really get a lot from. I'm listening to Yasmin talk, uh, she was awesome.
1: The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of Not Narrow or Straight LLC, all rights reserved.